Welcome to Cash Call. Listen live as expert sales trainers give actionable feedback on real calls while you learn coaching tips directly from the professionals. Cash Call, everybody. Dale Archdeacon, Brian Curtis, back again. Uh, you know, it's funny, man. I feel like we've been doing this so long that if you watched our videos from the start until now, you could see us slowly aging. Hopefully it's slowly. Well, right. I, I would like to compare the first one and today, maybe not unless I had, unless I was ready to drink a beer, maybe because <laughs> I'm not sure I can, I'm not sure I actually want to see that, but yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Right. We could just uh, watch the progression of aging. I th I'm definitely getting more gray here in the, in the, around the periphery. Well, I, sh I started shaving my my beard about a year ago. I don't know, six months. I can't remember. But I saw a video or a picture or something the other day when I had my full beard. And I was like, oh, my God, I have Santa Claus white face. And uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, what's that? I don't remember you with a beard. I had a beard for about a year and a half. Hmm. All right. Well, nice. it shows you how much I pay <laughs> your face, Brian. That, that well, there's worse things. I don't. I don't think. I think we're focused on more important things in my face. Speaking of going gray, everybody heard about follow-up boss being sold to Zillow, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everybody heard about yesterday's verdict in the trial against NAR and Home Services and Keller Williams. AW. Mm -hmm. So, if you didn't have reasons to get gray, do you think are these some additional reasons for us to go gray, Brian? No. So if, if anybody asked me for my advice and they didn't, but I'm going to give it anyway. <laughs> Step one of success is ignore what everybody else is doing. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, you can go on to Facebook right now and it feels like every post in those major Facebook groups is about one of two subjects. Oh my God, the sky's falling because of the lawsuit and oh my god the sky's falling because of follow-up boss so i really feel like the real question is is how does that affect us on a day-to-day -day basis you know i've seen several people be very 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 concerned that zillow was going to have the data that's inside their database let me share something with you they already have it and i'm not saying they have a hundred percent of it i'm not saying they have the exact any of it but the truth of the matter is zillow's the number one real estate website in the world they have most of your data. If you have a client in a database, they've probably been to Zillow. There's exceptions to that, of course, but it's not going to change your life. And, you know, so if Zillow buys follow-up boss and you're a follow-up boss user, I I'm not concerned. I'm a follow-up boss because I have 100,000 plus leads in there and or clients or whatever points of contact you want to say. I, I don't care. Um, and also, here's the other thing. They're going to buy them, but it's not soon. It's not tomorrow. It, it, it's a long negotiation process that's going to happen. And if you decide you want to change CRMs, I'm just going to let you know you don't need to do it today. That's just my thought. True, true. And uh, you know, it's funny. We just took on a new client uh, for training maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I can't remember the exact number they said. They said um, something about they stopped buying Zillow leads when they realized that uh, it was like 60% of the leads that they were getting were already in mm -hmm. their database because they had. That's impressive. Right? And they were like, yeah. wait a minute, uh, we already have these people. So I think we're just going to, we're going to do a better job of nurturing them, uh, you know, doing what we do and continuing to expand our database. Uh, so, uh, you know, your point about they probably already have it. Anybody in your market probably has already been to Zillow and numerous other websites already. So yeah. surprise, they're already there. 
Yeah. And again, Zillow is going to market to them the same way that you've been marketing to them. They're going to remarket on Facebook. They're going to go on television. They're going to do all those things. But it, I, I just don't think it matters. And will it impact us? Absolutely. I'm not completely ignorant. But I want to say this, the people who are focusing on what can I do by building relationships, working my database, those kind of things, instead of worried about what Zillow's doing or worried about a lawsuit. I can tell you this, sales will always be about the relationship. And if you're gonna worry about the technicalities of a lawsuit, when we don't even sure how that's gonna flush out again, I. I Here's what I'm excited about, Dale. There's a whole bunch of people who just quit real estate. They may not have actually given up their license. They may not have actually made that conscious decision, but they're they're in a, a place where they're more focused on what's happening on the outside instead of happening what's happening here. What's happening here is controlling my state and doing my job. And if we do that, I don't care about what Zillow does. I don't care about a lawsuit. I know that I can build relationships, talk to people and close transactions. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. So let's do this. Let's get into the spirit of cash call, which is Amen. teaching people how to do better sales, right? How to talk. Yes. Better. So let's listen to some calls today. I know you have one. I have one. Uh, I'm excited about mine. I know you told me a little bit about yours. Let's go ahead and play yours first. Absolutely. So I'll go ahead and share my screen. And for the record, I've already shared my sound. I'm excited about that. So I didn't uh, I didn't screw that up this time. Exciting. Right. Exciting. Yeah. All right. Give me a thumbs up when you can hear me. And I want to just say this. I cut out the intro of this person's name, but but you can hear a little bit of it. But anyway, so if that I'm going to hit play now. Hello. Hi. Some information. OK, I'm going to stop right there. And I want to start with this. This is an important thing that Dale and I talk about a lot. Go ahead. Can you do it again? Do it again? It was yeah, so fast. It was so fast. I missed what I was missed supposed what I was. Hello. Hi. Okay. I'm not. I'm not going to try and trick Dale. I'll just tell you what I was going to say. And I he, caught it. He, you know. Yeah. He knows. Okay. So. One of the things that happens in this call is we have not done a good enough job of building rapport. And I wanted to point out in the first four seconds of this phone call, we haven't built enough rapport. Now, I'm not delusional, but if you do what I'm about to tell you to do, that you're an instant rapport with somebody and immediately you're going to have a close. That's not what I'm saying, but this is how important rapport is. The very first opportunity you have to build rapport is to keyword backtrack what this person says. This person said hello and the agent said hi. So I'm going to really harp on this for a second. Stop being you. Stop. Start being a chameleon and adapt to your clients. And if you're a person who says, well, I always say hi, then stop it. If you're a person who always stop it, listen to the it's your very first opportunity to listen to the person and create rapport. So it, anything on that, Dale? No, it's. That's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, okay. I, I what I generally say is, listen, uh, you have two choices here. You can either say the same thing that they say or not say the same thing they say. And right. you might as well default to saying what they say, because, yes. you know, in our lizard brain, when you hear it, does it match or does it not match? It doesn't match. Right. It's whether somebody uh, consciously gets upset about it or feels distant distance from you. I don't know, not always, I'm sure, but it always will register that that doesn't match. Well, and here's the thing. It's not about what they understand consciously. Rapport is not conscious. It's about what's happening on the unconscious level. And that's what really matters because 
people don't even know why they like people. Sometimes people don't even know why they do things sometimes. And if you don't understand that as a salesperson, there's plenty of books that you can go read about it. You have to establish rapport unconsciously. Yeah. It's vital. So I'm going to play a little bit more. Information about a property in Northwest Arkansas. Yes, I was. Um, Awesome. Well, I can definitely help. Okay. That's my my second opportunity. Go ahead, Dale. Obviously, you yes. you caught something there. She totally stepped on her, uh, and she kind of cut off the end of what the lead was saying. And also, it's a little tough to even know who's the lead and who's the prospect. This lead has uh, this uh, this agent or ISA hasn't appropriately introduced herself. Uh, and well, let me let me take a step back there. I cut oh, that you cut off. that off. Okay. She did introduce herself. Hi, this is so-and-so with such-and-such. Got it. That that part was done. That part she did okay. But here was my point to this. The lead spoke like this. I'm interested. Yes, I'm interested. About the level of energy. And then the agent came in at a level 337 with energy and how excited she was. Super excited. Super excited. Hey, guys, I get excited when somebody wants to talk to me, too. I really do. If like if somebody called me up today, if anyone of you guys want to call Dale or I up today and talk about coaching, we're going to be excited about that. We love to coach. This agent loves to sell houses. Awesome. But I'm not going to blow you off the phone in the first 12 seconds. So we're on the phone. I'm going to mirror and match your energy. We talk a lot about mirroring and matching physiology and things like that energy levels matter too. And I want you to think about this. If you're a low energy person, and that's not a diss, just a person who's kind of super chill and somebody comes in going a million miles an hour, you don't like that person. I can tell you right now and vice versa. Right. Huge opportunity to like, I just got really excited. Some of our clients or some of our people watching this are probably going, geez, Brian's kind of fired up. Maybe that's, maybe I'm out of rapport with some of you. If I am notice it because it makes my point. Yeah. So, Anything else there, Dan? Uh, no. I mean, and the, except for the cutting off, cutting her off, right? Just slow down a little bit. You can get to it. Uh, and we haven't, we haven't, uh, you know, so far the lead sounds like a take turn kind of person, not a cut you off to say what I want to say kind of person. Yep. So you have to do the same thing she's doing. Amen. Yeah. There's another opportunity to mirror and match them, right? Be like them. All right. I'm, I round this, so I'm just going to play through it. So let it play this time. In Northwest Arkansas. Yes, I was. Um, awesome. Well, I can definitely help. What property was it? Okay. Um, let me. Yeah. Let me look up the address real quick. Awesome. I want to say Butler's. Can you pause it? Butler. Didn't didn't, didn't the agent have the info? No, for whatever reason, we did not have which house they were inquiring about. That happens sometimes. Okay. All right. Well, then I would say in this case, the agent's doing, you know, other than mismatching on the energy, the the agent's doing a good job of remaining positive and not sort of, you know, making a big deal out of it. I would say. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. And so we're going to find out the property here in a second. Right next to Mountain View Subdivision, what my husband is saying. But I had it pulled up on my phone, and now I probably could have cut this out. Sorry. Okay. So pause. Pause this. So on on one hand, I'm thinking, hmm, I can be using this time to build rapport. But here's what I know: if you're talking and somebody's trying to look something up, 
Can't do, can't multitask. Yeah, you can't really do that. So I think it's good that the agent's being patient and waiting. If the prospect comes back and says, oh, I can't find it, then she can take the lead and go from there. But I think she's doing a good job just waiting. Yeah, and no, normally if this was flipped on its head, if the agent was making the client wait, then we'd be like, oh, that's horrible, do discovery. Right. right. The, cl the client feels okay because the client's doing stuff. The agent is the one who's having to wait. If you have to wait, suck it up and wait. Right. Listed for um, 1.1 million, uh, 730 Butler Road, Prairie Grove. Awesome. Were you, did you have any specific questions? Are you just trying to book an appointment to go check it out? Okay. So, that is not the question that we teach. It's close. So she said, do you have any questions? And here's something I want you guys to point out to, net, to notice here. And, and for me, by the way, this is about three times our average sales price. So as far as the, the price point of this house. So I don't know if people get nervous when that happens or, but it's, it's an important, all of a sudden 1.1 million, like, holy crap, you know? So but what I want you to, this was the actually, do you have any questions or are you just looking to book an appointment? Why would you say just? I know that seems like a really minor thing, but you're, when you use the word just, you're diminishing the behavior. So I wouldn't say that. And, and I know it seems minor, but I'm trying to come up with anything I could have done in hindsight to get this person to work with me. Cause I'll tell you right now, this person's not going to work with this agent. Oh, how do we, you know that already? I've listened to the call. So yes, I know that. Got it. So okay. that's why I'm so nitpicking this up because this is, there were the first opportunity was keyword backtracking. The second opportunity to build rapport was the energy. The third opportunity to work with this person was this question. And again, I feel like we blew that too. It's perfect. So it sounds like you're interested in 730 Butler. When would be a good time for you to go to see it? I can see it on Tuesday or Wednesday, which works best for you. I'm in control of the conversation. You can tell right now the client, the, the agent is not. Would you agree with that? Uh, she is in control of the conversation. However, she's invited an avenue that she doesn't want uh, by starting with, do you have any questions? Yep. And let's watch what happens from there. Well, are you directly associated with that property and the owner's? I am not directly associated with the owners, no. Okay, Pause. so I probably... Pause. Okay, everybody, here's what I would do in the face of that. I would ask... It's a tough one. I would ask them to clarify that. What exactly do you mean when you ask if I'm directly affiliated with them, right? I want you to explain to me what it is you mean by that, and hopefully I'm going to get down to what you want, why you're asking me that question. Right, because I think we all know in general, and I don't want you to make an assumption as a as a as a agent, but we I think all, we, we, we all have a general where this is headed. Right, this is headed. I want to speak to the listing agent. I don't want to speak to you anymore. That's where we know this is headed. So, by the way, you can't, in my opinion, overcome that question directly. You have to what I refer to as chunk up and function to what are you actually trying to accomplish by talking to the listing agent? Because I can do that. I can't become the listing agent. I'm not that good. I can't, you know, but I can become a person who can give you what you want. But if I'm down here talking about the fact that I'm not the listing agent, I'm reinforcing the I'm going to call it an objection yeah. that I only want to talk to the listing agent. 
So let's see. I want to see what happens. Probably need, would like to just speak directly to their agent in that case. Okay, so I can see what information I can get about that. The way that normally works. So I like that she kind of ignores the objection and moves on, but I just don't like how she handles it. Let's see. I um, want to hear it. Is, you know, I'm, I'm going to rewind it. I am not directly associated with the owners, no. Okay, so I probably need, would like to just speak directly to their agent in that case. Okay, so I can see what information I can get about that. The way that normally works um, is, you know, I'm a buyer's agent and then the seller has their agent that represents them, right? Um, so I can reach out and see and see if they'll, you know what I mean, give you a call back and help. But if you're just trying to book an appointment and stuff like that, I can definitely help you with that as well. So my job is to make sure that I, buyers, I, yeah. Yeah, you're in deep thought. Um, I wanted to hear what was the prospect going to say back to her to this pitch that she just made? I'll play it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, my husband's telling me we're just going to take a different route on that. We're just going to contact their agent because uh, or the homeowner themselves. But I, I appreciate your call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, I'll I'll research right here and give you um like even on their listing, normally it has their name. Okay. So can you pause it? All right. Now here's what I want to say is that this agent, we we didn't really get down to what this prospect wanted. I mean, yes, they wanted to speak to either the listing agent or the owner themselves. We don't know why. We don't know what they what benefit they were going to get out of that uh and so if you're if you're if you find yourself in this situation at least unpack it to that point so what the agent did is made a lot of assumptions and then tried to blindly close this prospect to work with her or or to deal with her i wouldn't even get into that before you can get this person to explain themselves and i started down that path by asking when you say am i affiliated directly with them what do you mean by that Right. So it's like, I'm just going to play stupid. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to stop knowing everything here. And I want you to explain to me what you mean. And you're going to tell me why you think that or want that or what, what it, why you're headed down that path. Right. If that makes sense, whatever path it is, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. So I wrote this down is uh, what is the benefit of working with, of talking to the listing agent? I want to know why they want to talk to this listing agent because I have no idea what their thought pattern is. All I know is they don't want to talk to me right now. Right. Um, and, and so that was the part that I found a little bit frustrating. I also want to say this, when we go into a pitch about buyer's agent, first of all, lingo, that's, that's a lingo term. Most people know what it means, but I would still not say buyer's agent. I definitely wouldn't say showing agent, any of those things. What the hell is a buyer's agent? We know what it is, and most people can understand in context, but I would still eliminate that term. You know, I represent buyers working with who are trying to buy houses. Out of curiosity, why would you want to work directly with the listing agent versus having your own representation? Yes. There, there's a question that all of a sudden, oh, wait, is there some pain there? Maybe. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. That after you, if you, if that prospect says to you, 
I want to work directly with the listing agent because there's a benefit to me to do so, right? Then, yes, we use that. And what the reason I'm pointing that out so hard is because listening to a lot of salespeople, they immediately jump to the, oh, wait, you should work with me because I'm a buyer's agent thing before they even get the prospect to, to, to take the conversation all the way into that direction. Right. It's, who knows what the benefit is? Oh, the last time we worked with a buyer's agent, they screwed us. Okay. Now, now I'm going to handle that differently. Well, that's a real right. thing. I mean, right. I'm not, I'm, I'm making a joke, but not really. Or we you think that know. we think that we can get a better deal going directly to the listing agent. Okay. Now I've got a different objection I can right. handle. Yeah. We think you're incompetent and you don't know anything uh, about the house. Different right. objection. Exactly. Um, I, so or, yeah, we or there's uh, there's a problem where, uh, you know, we need to find out whether or not uh, the seller is going to let our setback, uh, you know, going to going to let us build this thing that has to have X amount of setback. Right. We just want to talk to them directly. Like there's so many things that could be going on and so many things that go on in, in a prospect's head. You have to get that stuff out if you have any shot at talking to them. Right. And so here's another thing where I think this person really shot themselves in the foot. They said, I'm a buyer's agent and said a bunch of other stuff and then said this, I can see and stuff like that. Okay, guys, this is a person looking to buy a million dollar home. That doesn't mean they're sophisticated. There's plenty of people who have more money than brains. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but uh, check on your graffiti. This is why you need to listen to your own phone calls. That's a horrible graffiti and stuff like that. Professional salespeople as a rule don't say and stuff like that, because that means I don't know what the hell else, but I'll try and figure it out over here. I really don't know what the hell I'm doing. And this agent's extremely competent, but I understand she got flustered. You know, she got flustered by, oh, my God, it's a one point one million dollar home. They only want to talk to the listing agent. I don't know how to close it. And so they got into their graffiti stuff. So I think that's super important to check on that. Yeah. And, it, you know, I don't know if we had any chance with this lead or not. Really don't. I don't think but, you, I don't think you've said graffiti for at least a year. So you might want to explain to the audience what you mean. Oh. <laughs> graffiti words are things like just like that, or a lot of people have ums that they say, or a lot of people will have a word they say over and over and over again. That's graffiti. It's filler words because I really don't know what to say. So I'm going to fill in with stuff like that. Or again, you'll hear a lot of people go, um, they're trying to fill space because they're a little bit stuck. We all get stuck. You need to work on not having too many graffiti words because it'll get. And by the way, when you start saying and stuff like that, you'll start saying it over and over again. So you need to listen to your calls and see, am I filling, am I filling in? If that makes sense still. Yep, absolutely. Uh, my call today. Are you done with yours? I want to say one other thing. And then, yes, and this is true for everything. Here's a concept I would suggest each and every one of you grab. Resistance in a client. Would you say there was resistance in a client here, potentially? Definitely. Is always a lack of rapport. Okay. If you're in rapport with somebody, this conversation goes differently. I'm not saying that you're getting the appointment. I'm not saying this person's becoming my client. But the resistance was because they had zero rapport. And zero rapport, I'm meant to, we just want to talk to the listing agent. We want you out of the way. That's my opinion. I don't agree with it. I don't Excellent. think that resistance is always just a lack of rapport. I think a lack of rapport exacerbates resistance, makes it worse, makes it more difficult to, to get around the resistance. Uh, but, you know, I talk about resistance in the form of a prospect saying to you, not with you 
not now, not under these circumstances, right? Uh, so that's what I think of resistance as, and then rapport can either help or hinder that. Really, yeah. at, at the end of the day, what I have to figure out is, why are you saying not with me, not now, and not under these circumstances? And let me see if I can find a way to get you where you want to go with me now or sooner and under these circumstances or slightly different ones, right? But I think that rapport helps or hinders in all of that effort. And people are, if you're out of rapport, people are far less likely to give you more information about why they're in opposition to you. Right. And so let me change the word because we're having, we have a slightly different definition of resistance. I'm just talking about that. I don't want to even talk to you anymore thing. That's okay. because, so I can't go any further because uh, I have no rapport with you. And even if I have, Hey, by the way, if you work with me, you get a million dollars. I can't, I don't even have the opportunity to say that. I don't have an opportunity to go right. down the road because there's so much resistance that's happening. I can't even do my job. And so I'm not saying that just because you're in rapport, you're going to work with me. I'm saying because you're in rapport, at least we can have a discussion, not I just need I'm, we're done. We're done. We're done, which is what you hear here. Right. Yeah. The husband goes, stop. Basically, we don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. Yeah. She was getting coached on the back end by the by the husband for some reason. Which, which is another hard way to handle a call. Don't get me wrong. So. It is. It is a hard way to handle a call. And sometimes you find yourself on the slippery slope of no and you just can't get purchase, right? You can't get, you're, you're on that slope of no, they're saying no, they're shutting you down. And you know, you just can't like get a handhold to get them to stop doing that and listening to you. And it happens to all of us, unfortunately. Yep. So that's when you have to give up and go on cash call and listen to us and get lifted up again. So you can go have another conversation. Uh, we're running out of time today, everybody. Oh man. Brian's Sorry, Dale. Up with his call. Mm. Hey, that's okay. I'll hold mine mm. for next time. It's a juicy one. It was a Z buyer uh, cash valuation request, uh, but I think it's an important one to listen to, and it'll take a little bit of time for us to unpack it as well. But with that being said, Brian, I think people should get out there, keep selling real estate, keep improving your sales skills, uh, because whatever happens with all the stuff that's going on in our industry right now and with the market. Here's what we both know, Brian. We've both been through this before, and we both know that now is when you either give up or you double down on improving your skill set and your mindset, and you go out there and you grab more market share and you grow your business. That's generally what happens. It's what has happened to me throughout downturns like this. Awesome. Well, Dale, I think we should do a couple of real quick things before we close up because there was a there was a question, um, there was two questions in the chat. I think we should order those, answer those Go for quick it. I before think it was we before do. Question. Uh, well, one was, do we have a Zoom invite link? And I don't know, um, I don't know about that. Just full disclosure. We do. Yeah. So on my website, smartsalescoaching.com, if you go to the cash call tab, you can anybody can register to attend the Zoom uh, this cash call Zoom, uh, you know, as an attendee. Uh, as well as on that landing page on my website, you can submit a recording. If you want us to play your calls, you want us to play your ISA's calls, your calls, your team's calls, uh, we're happy to do that. We, you know, uh, make it anonymous, remove the name and any identifiable info, uh, and then go for the other question, Brian. So the other question was, so 
how should we start the conversation instead of mirroring? I'm not actually saying instead of mirroring. I'm actually saying you do need to mirror and you need to mirror the first word that they say. If they say hi, say hi. If they say hello, say hello. That's mirroring. It's called keyword backtracking for the nerds in the group. But ultimately, yes, you're mirroring and matching their first words. And then I, Dale and I both pointed out that we need to mirror and match their energy. If this person is super laid back don't don't come up and blow them off or blow them up because you come in with so much energy yeah. you know to mirror and match everything is actually the answer so i apologize if somehow we implied that we didn't want you to mirror match all right cash call everybody thanks for joining us come see us again dale archdegan brian curtis uh we'll see you next week thanks Dale. bye Thanks for listening to Cash Call today. If you like what you heard, come check us out at smartsalescoaching.com and we'll be back again next week.